What's up, everybody? This is Tim Daniel. Welcome to this week's edition of 48 Minutes. Uh, really excited. Had a lot of fun on this show. Gave you a quick 30-minute show this week with myself and Sean. Uh, we touch on Sean's quick reaction to the tips firing. Uh, we go into Luke Walton and his unwillingness, it seems, to take blame for the Lakers' struggles without LeBron and Rondo. Uh, we touch on the weird Bulls trades. And then we kind of go a little bit into the Kings-Warriors game from the other night. That was really fun. So a lot of fun on this week's episode. Hope you guys enjoy it. And without further ado, here is 48 Minutes. Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. You wanted to come with it, done it, we got it with punishment. Nuggets is confident, but they handle what we come with. Others in love with the drug and this family is running it. Long as the public is coming, then we keep them loving it. I know we started this talk already on Shot Callers this week, but curious, now that you have a chance to have a mic in front of you and discuss Tibbs getting fired in Minnesota, your reactions and what you think about it all. Tibbs, uh, it was inevitable. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't, it was, it was, just, it was weird timing. Yeah, it was. It was very strange timing, especially after like a good win against, you know, decrepit Lakers team. Like, going out, getting the job done, going to your office, and then some front front office guys coming in saying, you know what, we're going to relieve you of your coaching duties. It's just, I don't know, I think the Timberwolves front office is not much further off from the Bulls in terms of, <laughs> in terms of tact. I just, uh, I just don't, I don't think they're, I, I don't think Glenn Taylor is a good owner. I don't think Jerry no, Reinsdorf is a good owner. Um... Both have had, you know, 20 years, basically, of losing seasons. And the fact that they basically gave away Laurie Markkinen and Zach Levine for, you know, Rocco and uh, and uh, uh, Saric in, in, in the end, I, I don't know. I, I don't – I think Laurie Markkinen's going to end up – really kind of being the the guy who tips the scales on that trade eventually. I think um you know you you made mention about the Bulls and the Timberwolves like you think Tibbs is like I left the Celtics for the shit. Yeah, I mean, I mean I mean he can't he can't uh he he had to take that job. I mean, it was yeah. a great opportunity when he left the Celtics. It's a great opportunity. And it was a good opportunity for him to get, you know, front office power when he was going to the Timberwolves. And uh, I, you know, I, I've read a lot of people, you know, write about this recently, but I, he's probably going to be the last coach GM for a while. Yeah, probably. Because, like, um, the NBA is really getting away from that right now. Yeah, they are. Do you, um, do you think, like, while he's sitting at home, he's going to, like, be around his dogs and he's going to be like, hey! Ice, ice, ice. <laughs> I think uh, I don't know. I I don't think uh, Tom Thibodeau is done coaching in the NBA. Um, so like when he left the Bulls, I kind of was like, you know, he's gonna definitely get a good job somewhere. Yeah. But now, like this is this nothing in this Timberwolves case has helped him at all. 
No, but I will say this. There's one thing about uh, Tom Thibodeau um, that I do respect, and he he really does. He's he's a hardworking coach. Um, he works all the time. He he does really want to win. He really does want to win, and he doesn't he doesn't want to have any sissies playing for him. And there's there's something I like about that. There is something I really do like admire about that. You know that he really expects everyone to to step up. But uh, you know I don't know where he goes from here. He could go back to being an assistant. I think that would be great for him because he's a he's a fantastic assistant coach. Yeah, he is. And he was a he was a good he was a good you know head coach for the Bulls. So, and he got the Timberwolves back on track. He really did. For so, like a year. For a year, he did he did get him going in the right direction. But I mean, if these rumors persist about Fred Hoiberg taking over, <laughs> I mean, what a step backwards! It's like literally, man. It's like look, look in the mirror. Stop, stop doing everything Chicago did. This is terrible. Yeah, I got I got a list too. He was on Hoiberg was on Zach Lowe's podcast today. Was he? Yeah, I got to hear it. I haven't listened to it yet. Oh my god, I I want to listen to that now. Yeah, I do too. Oh wow, I'd kind of like to hear. Uh, he's such a professional, though. He's probably not going to give away too much. Um, I'll go ahead and kind of say one thing before okay. we move on from the sure. Timberwolves. Sure. Sure. Um, what Derek Rose said today was a really shitty move. It was. I completely. Like, I completely agree. With, well, Derek Rose is another. He 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 has no tact. On top of that, you know, one of the uh, one of the things to me that uh, one of the best tweets that I saw was from one of our uh, one of our guests uh, on our show, uh, Mitchell Maurer, and uh, I'll just re- read it to you really quick. And it it kind of he said he said I'm not at all surprised that Derrick Rose is the type of guy who would suggest suicide as an offhand remark. Same guy who may or may not understand the concept of consent. But hey, that redemption storyline feels good, huh? So inspirational. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, and, you know, I don't think, <clears throat> I don't know. I, it was, it was a terrible, it was a terrible, terrible thing to say. And this is Derek Rose's career. He just goes up and down and up and down, and you yeah. don't know whether to love or hate this guy, you know. And I, I don't know how I'm going to feel, you know, at the end of his career, because you, be... you know how you know how you know I felt, you know, over just the last year. I've kind of I've kind of jumped off the D Rose wagon and recently kind of jumped back on. And it's like now I'm I'm probably jumping off again. So you know, um, yeah, I'll you know. So here's what I'll leave it up because I'm going to okay. write an article about it. Sure. Because like it was a dick move, um, obviously. But like, if anyone in this network has been so like very pro Derrick Rose, it's been me. Yes, you know, have been. I know it's been very ironic of me and very awful of me at times. Yeah. But like, yeah, that that kind of died today. And yeah. I kind of that very much died today. Yeah, I I I understand. I understand. And you know, like I said. D Rose, he's he is a uh, he's he's a he's a complicated. Um, yeah, he is. He's a complicated athlete to like. Yes. So. Yes. I, I believe it that. that. Yeah. Um. So let's kind of talk about Luke Walton a little bit. Let's talk about Luke Walton. <laughs> so, 
man, like... This is like a conversation we'd have in, like, 2004, right? Yeah, right. (laughs) When he was getting drafted in the same draft class as LeBron. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about Luke Walton. So, Luke Walton comes out... So... And just talking about yesterday's awful game between the Lakers and the Timberwolves. And he basically just pushes off all the blame of the team so far and talks about how they have young guys and need to fight more. And I'm actually trying to find the quotes as we speak, and I can't seem to find them, of course. But, like, Luke Walton is kind of not really helping himself out right now. Well, and, and, yeah, let's see here. So, yeah, the fact that he said that he thought that, you know, Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram need to fight more. First of all, Brandon Ingram's got himself into too many fights this year. Yes. Okay, so there's fight in Brandon Ingram. Um, I don't, uh, I don't really know how much longer we're going to have Luke Walton as a coach. I think last year, I think he was great for this group. But this group has a completely different dynamic with the you know best player in the world on the team, and this is a team that has um, mounting pressure to succeed immediately, and LeBron James expects it, Magic Johnson expects it, Rob Palenka expects it. So, um, if I were a betting man. And and I am not, but uh, if I if I was, I would say that Luke Walton will not be the uh, the coach of the Los Angeles Lakers next season. Wow! <laughs> wow! Is that is that is that was that too much? No, I mean I just I didn't expect to hear that. I thought a lot. You know, if you're 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 basically going off history there, right? Saying like LeBron gets all his coaches fired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think uh unless you're Spolstra. Which he tried to get Spolstra fired. Yeah, yeah, he did, but they were they were the thing was the the Heat didn't put up any with a whole lot of his crap down there. They were like, you nope. know you know, they were kinda like, Look, we're gonna win, but we're gonna win on our terms and Spo's gonna be the coach and that's gonna be it and they finally they made it work. Um and you know, he's been the best coach in LeBron James' career. And I don't know who saves this team next year. I don't know who Magic Johnson and Rob Palenka put in place because um, they th- there's been reports circulating all season that they would have preferred bringing in their own hand-picked head coach. Um, but apparently Luke Walton is kind of being protected by Jeannie Buss because she hired him and she has a history with Luke. So, um, I don't, um, I don't know how that's going to end. I, I imagine he, he is going to be terminated by the end of the season, but I, I mean, who's going to coach this team? Byron Scott? <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, who, who do, name, throw out some guys, throw out some guys that, that are going to get Showtime back on track. Ooh. Rick Pitino? Rick Pitino's not going there. They're not. They're, they they wouldn't hire him. LeBron, you're gonna press all game. Fuck, I am. <laughs> Gotta press the whole game. Yeah, no. I mean, I I just don't. I mean, is this like a year where they try to like lure out like John Calipari or something? Um, could you see something like that happening? 
No, I think Calipari wants to coach really young teams. Okay. He, you know, he likes that like development. Like I thought Sacramento would have been awesome for John Calipari if he wanted to go to the NBA. Yeah, but if we're talking an attractive, an attractive um, NBA true. squad to coach, and we're talking, <laughs> we're talking a a team, a team that is you know in Hollywood that has the best player in the planet and is one hundred percent going to have another, uh, you know, max player next year. Don't know who it is. Don't know if that's going to be uh, Kawhi Leonard. Don't know if that's going to be Kevin Durant. Don't know if it's going to be Jimmy Butler. Don't know if it's going to be, you know, Anthony Davis. But one of those guys is going to end up on that team. I don't know which one, but one of them will. Yeah, that's true. Um, and if you, you know, in the book, Return of the King, Return of the King to when the, when the um, Dave, Dave and, uh, wow, Wendy wrote. Wow. Yeah. I totally brain farted there. There's actually a section where they talk about the coaching search before LeBron comes in, and they went to Calipari to coach Cleveland, and he oh, said, yeah. "He said if you can't promise me LeBron James, I, I won't coach there." Oh yeah, yeah. So and, they they hired David Blatt, then LeBron comes. Well, that was the same thing with uh, was with Michigan State's coach. It did the same thing. Izzo, yeah. Izzo did the same thing. So I mean, uh, I mean. And I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have either. You know, I mean, oh no, fucking way, man. There's no way. I mean, you know, and then and you know, Byron's, you know, they go ahead and just hire Byron Scott. I mean, he was walking into a, walking into a trap. Yeah, you always feel bad for the guy that's taking over after LeBron leaves. Like Byron Scott, they draft Colin Sexton. He's like, I got. He's like, maybe I'll play with LeBron. He leaves, and it's like, ugh. Yeah, it's like I mean, LeBron is out to to serve LeBron. You know, LeBron's best interest, you know, that that's the number one thing. So and and going to LA was a big risk. Um what 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 kind of record do the Lakers have at the moment? Um they are 21 and I believe 20 and, and they're still holding on to the 8th seed right now. So they're just barely just barely in the playoffs right now. And a couple weeks ago they were like second or third, right? Yeah, so they're 21 and 19, they're the 8th seed. They are two games behind Portland for the 7th seed. Okay, so well, actually, they're two games behind the five seed. So it's 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 tight, just like it always is. Yeah. So, so if if you were a betting man, um, which I don't think you are, um, no, I just like spreads, but I never bet on them. You just like the spreads, <laughs> um, cracker spreads. Mm-hmm. Um, who do you think would be the best fit? to coach this this squad with LeBron, you know, possibly Lonzo and another, you know, Max Max agent next year. I'm all right with Luke Walton getting another year. Oh, I I am too. I, I am too. I think he definitely deserves a chance at like say they get Anthony Davis. I think he deserves, deserves a chance to do that. I think if they get Anthony Davis, I think there's a less chance that Luke Walton comes back. <laughs> like I I think the if if they get this other you know you know free agents yeah we'll call that, it that. that they're coveting if they get it I think Luke Walton's gone I think Luke Walton is one hundred percent gone if they get it they brought him in to develop young players but they are going to be in a win now mode next season this year okay it's kind of a wash. You know, even LeBron knows it's a wash, and it sucks because LeBron is—he's thirty. Was he thirty-four or thirty-five? 
Just turned 34. Just turned 34. He's one full year behind me. So, you know, how many more good seasons of LeBron do we have? And, I mean, the the, the Christmas Day injury was scary. Yes, it was. I was not excited about that at all. It was scary. So, so you know, they they are in win-now mode next season. I just – I don't see Luke Walden. If Luke's not there, say he's not there, Tim. Okay. Who do you think coaches this team? God, that's really hard. I mean, a lot of stuff's got to happen for that. You know no, I mean? no, no. A lot of stuff doesn't have to happen. They just have to fire Luke Walton. That's it. Right, but still, like, who do you hire? Friggin that, that's that's what I'm saying. Phil I Jackson's mean, not going to be there. He's not walking Phil, through the door. Phil Jackson's not walking through that door. So, so we look at the the you know the. The current open coaches right now. We got Fred Hoiberg, okay. We got we got Tom Thibodeau, okay. He's not going there. Um, I mean, he would, but they're not calling him. They've got uh, you know you know Calipari's a pipe dream probably, and uh, you know I. Who who else do you get? Who, um, who who becomes the head coach of this team? I don't know, Magic, man. I don't think Magic's gonna do it. Oh God, no. No, I don't, don't think do Magic's that. gonna do it. He he did that for a little while. Didn't work out very well. Yeah, do so, you get, like maybe like Rick Carlisle comes from Dallas. See, I like that. I like I, I like getting a, a good coach, but I just don't know who you drag over there. I mean, it's gonna be a splashy it's gonna be a splashy coach though. They're not just gonna bring in any coach if they're going to replace him. Yeah, I agree. So So it wouldn't be an episode of 48 Minutes if we didn't discuss the Chicago Bulls making a trade, Sean. Oh, and it was a big one. Yes. We've been talking all year about how I need to move Justin Holiday and Robin Lopez. So they did at least half of that. Yeah. They sent Justin Holiday to the Memphis Grizzlies. Sure. In return, they get Wayne Selden, Marshawn Brooks, and two second-round picks. Second-round picks were all it was worth. Yeah. And it's then. Fine. Wayne Seldon's still on the team. Marshawn Brooks gets cut. Yeah. And then after that, as of today, they make a trade with the Rockets to get Michael Carter-Williams back. <laughs> and Cash considerations. Cash considerations, baby. <laughs> the Bulls are the Bulls are the like NBA prostitute that's on the corner of the street looking for money. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, we'll take him back. We'll cut him, and, and we'll take a little bit of that cash. Yeah, because I got a million dollars back of his contract. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so they're cutting him, because that, that's correct, right? Yep. They are cutting him. Cameron Payne got cut, finally. And Cameron Payne got cut, and uh, isn't he going someplace? Yeah, he signed with the Cavaliers for an, on a 10-day. On a 10-day, Basically okay. until they can sign Patrick McCall back. Exactly, okay. Um so Chicago sends a conditional second round pick, which, from what I understand, will it's highly protected and will never probably come to fruition for uh, the Rockets. It was more or less kind of a cash grab situation, I guess, for Chicago. <laughs> so <laughs> says the deal has given the Rockets cap flexibility as Carter Williams' deal for the season became guaranteed if he remained on their roster at the end of Monday. So they had to get rid of him on you know today. So. Um, so, and, and they're going to waive him. So 
dumb trade again. It's you know I I will give him credit for getting those two second round picks the other day. Oh I yeah, I feel like second round picks are becoming a little bit more valuable than they they were in the past. I think they're a little bit more valued than they were, especially with you know the Draymond Greens walking around of the world. So you know, was, or was he the thirtieth pick? Uh, no, he was a second rounder. He was a second rounder. Okay, okay. I'm thinking of Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler was thirtieth. Right. So so you know I think it's I think it's more important to stockpile those, but. At what point, you know, I know we talk about Chicago way too much here. Yeah, um, but that's our squad, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, but Laurie, Zach Levine, and um, and Wendell Carter all playing well, and they're finally getting to play together. And Chris Dunn. Yep. What kind of? I don't know. What kind of uh, veteran player? would be suited for this squad at this point. Uh, oof. It's tough, isn't it? That's assuming a veteran wants to go there. Well, they don't. So, <laughs> so they're going to get traded there or it's, you know, <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know where they go next season. You know, I don't either. You know, Rolo's going to be gone by the trade deadline. Someone will take Rolo off their hands, but I have Hopefully. a feeling that she I, I have a feeling Chicago is going to have to give something up to get rid of Rolo. I mean, you know, Cristiano Felicio has a stupid high contract, too. Oh, God, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. I'd love yes. to get that off the books. So yeah. another, one I want, another one I wanted to kind of touch on today, uh, Chandler Parsons. Yeah, about so, time they got let go, right? So he he – a guy who had a kind of a – he said kind of a strange career. I mean, he had those – really good years in, in Houston and, you know, he thought he was going to be part of that team with Dwight and then he ended up leaving and eventually finds his way on the Grizzlies. And how, I don't know how long it's been since he, he, he has, he about has three years. It's been about three years. Uh, Parsons is owed $38 million on his original four year, 94 million max contract. I forgot it was a max contract. Yeah, it was including $25.1 million for the 2019, 20 <laughs> season. So, um, he's going to leave the Grizzlies. Um, and, uh, he's been, uh, medically, cl- he was medically cleared on December 21st. Okay. And, uh, apparently, um, apparently, um, who is the, uh, so I guess the, the, the Grizzlies GM, Chris Wallace, um, <laughs> I guess he wanted, uh, Parsons to play several games with the G League affiliate, the Memphis Hustle, before deciding on returning Parsons to the active <laughs> roster. <laughs> and apparently Parsons shouted, let me play at Wallace several times after hitting three hitting three pointers during a scrimmage. <laughs> so they're like, "We're done with you." <laughs> I mean, you can't blame him for wanting to play. I mean, but you know, when was the last time Chandler Parsons was relevant? Um, Houston has to be Houston. Yeah, yeah, but. I- I suppose so. So, but I mean, I I just don't I just don't. 
What a what a weird NBA career he's had. There's been so many of these players recently that have just kind of like just dropped off. You yeah. know, and until today, I forgot about Chandler Parsons completely. So, yeah. so we have, we'd have to assume his NBA career is over with, correct? I'd imagine so. I can't see anyone taking another chance on him. Yeah, they're not. He's not. He's not getting a ten day deal. He's not. He's not going to be as fortunate as Cameron Payne was today. <laughs> they're the Cavaliers. <laughs> yeah. So I oh, mean, man. it's it's uh you know it's it's been kind of a weird week, but we're 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 coming up next month. On, on trade season. Yep, and buyout and, season. And buyout season. So I'm very much looking forward to that. So, you know, I you see teams making these little tiny deals, kind of getting ready for that. And uh, it's going to be an interesting one this year because I feel like there's going to be some – I feel like there's going to be some serious movement this year. I don't know why, but I just have a feeling. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I think that that could definitely be a possibility. Yeah, I uh, we we talked last night on shot callers about how we really want to see somehow some way where the Hawks either buy out Vince Carter or trade him to Toronto for one last run. Oh God, that'd be so fun! Wouldn't it be cool? It'd be so fun. I think so. that, that would be neat. I think that you know, especially because they're you know he he hasn't played for a title. No, Wait, and has he played ha- for a title? Was he on the Orlando team that lost to the Lakers? No, he was. He came on the next the next season. That's right. Because I think he did the same move. with Dallas too. Yeah, yeah, and that was a uh, that was when Orlando was uh, was really really taking some chances, and of course yeah. after after Vince Carter they went Gilbert Arenas. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, I mean they were they were they were I liked I liked that that management staff back then because they were they weren't mm-hmm. afraid to make moves. Um, I would love to see him go back to Toronto, and I would like to see him go, like you said, this this season, and yeah. because this this might be their last opportunity for a very long time, and if he wanted to hang up the boots this year, uh, I this would, you know, even even making it to the NBA Finals, um, in Toronto, I think would would be huge. Yeah, and just... and they would welcome him back with open arms. Just one last hoorah. You know, like they're past the part where they're upset with him. So I'm trying to. I'm in trade machine right now, trying to see because he literally makes nothing. He makes <laughs> one point half million. He's making Cheerios. Right, like <laughs> put Vince Carter in the trade, so you can literally like. And move. he's been he's been really good in small stretches too. Yeah, his I player efficiency rating is eleven point six right now. No, so you can move like Greg Monroe. Sure. Let's see if this trade works. Yep. And Greg Monroe for Vince. Yep. And oh. I, I all right, we got the deal right there. Greg Monroe for Vince Carter. Okay, you heard it first here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, remember last year like out of the blue Wade got traded back to the Heat? It could be like that. Oh, 100%. I think it'd be 100%. awesome. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Let's I do, do it. Yeah. But I do want to kind of touch real back kind of just to circle around. Um, I actually do like Justin Holiday on the Grizzlies. I think he'd be a good scoring piece for them, especially now that okay. Chandler, you know, Chandler Parsons is gone. You know, not that he was going to take points from him anyway, but he he was eating up all those minutes. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah, in the G League. Yeah, I think uh, I think him bringing Holiday there as an additional scorer is nice for that team. Oh yeah, yeah, he's a nice compliment. Um, we're at a point where the Grizzlies are just about at a crossroads. They're almost at a blow it up kind of kind of scenario um 
not playing terribly though. Not, no, not no. they're not they're not the worst team or anything like that. But no, um, but they have to stop some fights in the locker room here and there. You know? They they do well. That's what happens when you get Omri Cosby on a team. You just <laughs> you you bring you bring him in for the muscle. Where was that so, last time the Warriors? Well, it it he, uh he, I don't know, I don't yeah. know. He I mean they do have some guys that you can build around. Obviously, Jaron Jackson Jr. is really freaking good. Oh my gosh, he's so yeah. good. I know. So good. But um yeah, he's a he's a nice complement of piece to that roster. So I, I do like that trade for them. And given up you know, and he's I believe he's on an expiring, is that correct? Uh I believe so, yes. Yeah, so I mean they didn't give up anything really. Two second rounds, you know, for you know you know, if they get to the playoffs this year, that would be huge. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about the Grizzlies here. Not the not the Bulls. Yeah, I know. Grizzlies. <laughs> Yeah, Ugh, the Grizzlies. Ugh. They're good at basketball sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Just like any NBA team. <laughs> you know who's really fun at basketball still? Who? The Brooklyn Nets. Oh, my gosh. They've, uh, they're have they in the playoff picture right now, are they, they not? Are. They oh are. Oh, my God. Oh, something we didn't think was going to happen this in year a, is happening. In a world where right now they have Shabazz Napier and Kenneth Fareed in their rotation. Yeah. In the playoff hunt. They are, and uh, you know we haven't really heard anything about Karis LeVert coming back yet. Um, they're saying there's you know, there was optimism originally with him coming back this season. Um, I'm hoping sometime by the end of the month we might get an update. Like there haven't hasn't really been any updates about him. No. And I mean we've got to see a lot more D'Angelo Russell because of this, which is great. Yeah, he's been really good. Which is great, but I, I want to see I want to see some more Karis LeVert. So yeah, I'm with looking you. looking forward to him coming back and playing some basketball. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I know we kind of going pretty fast tonight because we don't have a whole lot on the docket. Um, I do want to touch real quick on Saturday night. We had the Kings um, versus Warriors game. Okay. The infamous game where Steph did the hearted move and got called for a travel. And oh, yeah. He the 1-3 across his chest. Of course he did. <laughs> that right there made me team Steph Curry. That that was it. Yeah, was I mean, it. I mean, I mean, yeah. It's like this guy's doing it every night, and then he, he does it. And right, that's terrible. I mean, it's still a travel. So like, I don't. It, I'm not upset with him calling the travel. Yeah, one, two, three, four steps. Yes, definitely a travel. One hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, that's something they taught you in in elementary school. <laughs> so you Steph know, but... Steph is forty two in that game. Yeah. Shoots ten of twenty from three. The Warriors as a team were 21 of 47 for three. That's 45%. That's insane. Yeah. The Kings, on the other hand, got a really, really, really good game from Buddy Heald, who dropped 32. He was 8 of 13 from three. The Kings were 20 of 36 for three for 55%. The teams combined to have an NBA record 41 three-pointers made in a game. You want to know how much more insane this game was? Tell me. Justin Jackson had 28 points off the bench for the Kings. Oh my god. Dude, this was probably the second best game of the year so far. Yeah, I think uh well the Kings are are they're 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 definitely a league pass team this year. Oh, without a doubt. The real loser yeah, in that situation very, is obviously the very, Celtics. Yeah, they're they're uh they're very fun to watch and uh uh seeing them go up against such a good team and kind of go like, you know, three-pointer for three-pointer with them is is fun. Yeah, it is neat. I think um, we've talked a lot this year about the Kings and how entertaining they've been and how fun they've been. 
You just saw the different steps they're taking. And like I said, they're ruining the Celtics uh, draft pick right now, so that's cool with me. They are ninth right now in the West, I think. Right behind the Lakers. Love to see him get into those playoffs. Yeah. I think it would. I think it would be huge for the Kings organization and the league for them to get back into the playoffs this year. Oh, without a doubt. You know they have a budding young star. And how fun would it be for them to end up, you know, playing the Lakers? <laughs> God, wouldn't that be great? Yeah, one of them would have to go on a tear for that to probably happen. But I, I know, I know, but, but not, not too much of a tear, not too much. Right. I still really want my Lakers Clippers playoff series. That would also be fun. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't. I I don't I don't think I'd like the result of that game of that tournament or series. I feel like I I feel like the Clippers would. Well, we're talking about LeBron. What are we? Right. What yeah. Am I, what am, What am I talking about? Yeah. Don't get crazy, Sean. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Uh. But overall, it was just, it was a really entertaining game. Um, with everything this weird up and down the, of the Warriors they've had this year, which, you know, compared to any other team is, like, a great year. The Warriors are yeah. having a meh here. Yeah. Um, they, they still have those nights where they're just super fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we get to Marcus Cousins soon, right? Yeah, 10th in the All-Star voting to Marcus Cousins, who hasn't played a freaking game. Yeah, we're going to be seeing him soon. And seeing how he gels with the squad will be uh... – it's going to be make or break, man. Yeah, I guess so. You guess so. You guess. I don't really care. <laughs> I know this... You're like, this season's a wash. I know this sounds awful, but like, I have, I don't really... I'm not excited about him being on the Warriors. Like, Not in a way of like, oh my god, they're ruining basketball at all. Just like, it doesn't excite me. Like, we talked about this last night. Like, I understand James Harden's doing amazing things. He's not entertaining to me. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I get he's an awesome talent, but like, no, I don't enjoy watching him play. And, and and we talked about this the other day while we were out eating wings, about how how you know, he's if if he had if he had Tracy McGrady's athleticism, mm-hmm. and you know, and his talents, he would he would be more fun. But I don't, you know, like I I feel like Tracy McGrady was was a little bit more entertaining to watch. Than, oh, he definitely was. Than, than James Harden. And I know a lot of people are probably going to be like, oh, you guys are haters, you know, whatever. But I I watched Tracy McGrady during those weird mid-2000s series <laughs> where he was losing in the playoffs every year. Um, but those season games that he played, I mean, the stuff that he did was just incredible. And, it was. And I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to remember him maybe more than James Harden. Yeah. If Harden doesn't end up with the title. Yeah, I think Harden's going to definitely end up with the title at some point. But you, th- you think so? Yeah, I do. Okay. Um, even though last night I definitely criticized him for always falling apart in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's that's kind of he he has that in common with Tracy McGrady. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's about where the bar starts. Yeah, that's that's where it is, man. Oh god, so. it's terrible. Yep. All right. Anything else you want to touch on? Forget out of here. I know this is a little nope. bit of a shorter episode. No, we've been going really short lately. Hey man, it's it's mid season. We hasn't been any crazy, crazy news. We got the tips firing in that happened, <laughs> and, and 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 life goes on. Yeah, life so, goes on from there. That's right. All right, so th- we're gonna wrap up this edition of Forty Eight Minutes, brought to you by the Forty Eight Minutes Network and Forty Eight Minutes Network dot com. Uh, be sure to check us out. Our three shows every week: Monday being Shot Callers, 
really good episode this week. Uh, Wednesday being 48 minutes, which is our show here. And then Fridays being at large bid, our college basketball show. Um, we're, you know, five star reviews go a long way. I know we're at the point now where we're practically begging. So begging. Yes. Five star reviews really do go a long way and we really appreciate it. If you give us one. Yes. And, um, everyone enjoy your week. Uh, some fun hoops to look forward to. It's almost all-star time too. So next week, Sean, we should do our ballots. We should. All right. Let's do, let's do that next week. Sounds good. All right, everybody take it easy.